Every year, millions of global travelers flock to California in search of the world's finest cannabis. Our job is to get these travelers very high and show them a great time. It's not always as easy as you think. Join us, your heady hosts and cannabis tour guides, Victor Pino and April Black, as we spend an hour each episode trimming back the storied nuggets of life in the weed tourism game. We'll be joined by our friends, colleagues, and cannabis tourism legends from across the globe. So get on board the weed bus, buckle up, and as always, smoke them if you got them. You're about to get high on tour with Victor Pino and April Black. It is 419. Y'all got a minute for another interview. We're here with Craig Nejedli. Sorry about that. Craig Nejedli, Talking Trees, Space Gems, all the great things. Um, Another Humble County legacy brand that's been around for a while. I have to personally disclose that I love the crap out of their brands. And uh, I really am a big fan of the Space Gems. I've talked about it on the show before. I'll talk about it again. Um, Craig, welcome to the show. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's great to, it's great to finally have a seat and talk to you for a little bit. Um, you know, you guys were definitely a part of our, uh, Emerald farm tours through an event, uh, for Halloween. So you guys were super supporters of that. It was great to see you out there. And, uh, thank you again for being supporters of the master plan of Emerald farm tours to throw parties and have a good time. So that being said, uh, now we're off to a great start. Um, Craig, Can, I love cannabis and good times. Yeah, cannabis go. and good times. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about Talking Trees. Let's talk a little bit about how the company started. Um, where did the idea come from for Talking Trees? Where did the idea come from? How long have you been growing weed, first of all? Yeah, yeah. I actually started growing weed here in San Francisco. Okay. Uh, probably in 1998, I think okay. it was. Yeah. So, okay. So I was out living in the avenues. I forget what it was, 48th and something. So we were like three blocks from the beach up above the Safeway there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, dude, we uh, had a one-bedroom apartment. We threw four lights up in there, both slept in the little living room. And that's where uh, we started growing. And that was before we, like, knew of carbon filters. And so anytime it was, like, close to harvest, we're like, dude, we're smoking up. The, or, I mean, we're smelling up the whole fucking block, just kind yeah. of stressing because, like, you know, it's late 90s. It wasn't as um, accepted. And so, yeah, we just started growing out here in the, in the hills of, or the avenues and uh, realized that it was really stressful here in the city to try and grow. And so then about a year later, I moved up to Humboldt. Yeah, well, it's, it's the reason everyone goes to Humboldt. <laughs> it's less stressful to grow up there. Apparently. Yeah. Neighbors uh, aren't, like, right there. Yeah. <laughs> the scent doesn't travel as far yeah. as it does in the city when you're, like, living on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where, where did, so where did the term, where did the name talking trees come from? Like why do talk to me about it? Totally. That. That's a great story. Um, so I started growing in 98 indoor and then had grown outdoor and had a partner, uh, you know, um, my mother, and my child. So we were like growing on and she, she had a property and so we separated and then I, I got my own properties and, uh, I had this property where we were growing on it like this couple that was helping me grow on the property and um we had to go open like a charge account at the local grocery store so they could get stuff while i wasn't there 
And uh, this gal went down, that was working for me, went down to the grocery store. And uh, they're like, what do you want the account name to be? And somehow she came up with the name Talking Trees. And I was like, oh, that's great. Where, like, where'd you think of that? And she's like, oh, when we go up to this, we had this section. This is like 215 days. So we called it the extra credit. You know, we just threw plants out there, but it was like the north face side of the hill. Uh-huh. We didn't really expect too much, like, super quality to come out of there. Right. But, you know, back then, everything had value. Right. And so we, like, so we threw these plants out extra credit. And, but when you went up there at, like, 4 in the afternoon, the trees would sway in the wind, these huge old trees. Uh-huh. And it would just, like, literally the forest is talking to you. Like, it, it's either cool or eerie sometimes, like, yeah. depending on how the wind was. And so that's kind of where the name came from, is from yeah. the trees on my property talking to us. Yeah. Is there a lot of LSD-infused tree talking that happens <laughs> on your property? I just want to know. Um, this wasn't LSD-infused, actually, at all. So this no, was, so it this was just, just all natural vibes. All natural vibes. <laughs> totally. I get it. it. Sounds. Though. Yeah. So, um, so that's the name. That's Talking Trees. You guys are a humble legacy brand. You've obviously been doing it for a long time, since the 215 days. Um, where where do you where i mean tell me about the trajectory of the company right you guys are a pretty big name for packaged flour out of humble like would you say you're the biggest name of packaged flour at humble maybe close to the top three i I don't know put yourself in a box for me man i don't don't know i mean Top five or ten? I, I actually I have no idea. There's a lot of good flour you know, coming out I of just Humble. Focus I just on what yeah. I'm doing and not no, what totally. anybody else is doing. So yeah, totally. I appreciate uh, that. And I don't feel like any of us in Humble are are competitors of each other. We're all just trying to do good stuff and put good product out. Uh, so you know, I don't know where I, we stand as a brand and and like you know standings. You know? No, totally. We're, yeah, totally, we're just trying yeah. to do our thing. Just trying to do your thing and just stay and focused. So, I appreciate you know, I'm just that. trying to sell cannabis yeah and create and grow really good cannabis and i mean just i'll just throw it out there my two mottos for the last year is it's cheaper to buy weed than it is to grow weed uh-huh. and to sell your weed you basically got to give half of it away to sell the other half and that's like the market we're in whether you're yeah like especially with cpg it's like bogo this buy two get one so uh-huh. buy two get one's 33 percent off like bogo bogo and that's 50 percent off so it's like yeah everybody's just you have to give half of it away to sell yeah, it these yeah. days on the brand level and unfortunately that's where we're at i think we're hitting rock bottom this year and i feel like quality cannabis and brands that like are true to a not run by ex cops and shit like that. Yeah, we'll probably survive. Yeah, because we've been doing it and it's like what we know and yeah. it's our life. Not yeah, like totally. our newest investment opportunity and like yeah, cannabis really isn't a good investment right now. So <laughs> all no, y'all motherfuckers, if I can cuss on here, sorry. Yeah, totally. <laughs> be my guest. I'll probably be running soon. Yeah, and um, what 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 makes you happy despite you know hitting rock bottom as a community as a, as a as a cannabis industry. You mentioned it. I mean, this you're still going, right? You're still going strong. You're still you still have the desire to get up every morning and do this. Why, man? Because there's always a way. I mean, there's always a way. There's there's always opportunity. Uh-huh. You know, you just gotta find it and um, adapt. So this, the seeking of opportunity is just as fun as attaining the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, everything in life, no matter what. You know, I come from the skate apparel background. Um, I was going to go there in next. that world and, uh, <laughs> and just being in business for 25 years and just different 
sectors, dude. Everything in life is a wave. There's ups, there's downs, the housing market, everything, everything's rides in waves. Right. And so you just got to ride the waves and I, I can see, and yeah. look for the next yeah. good wave. You're, you're a very chill guy. And I can tell you, I mean, I'm a, originally an East Coaster and we look Me at too. Yeah, yeah. Where are you from originally on the East Coast? I, well, my, my family's from New York, but they moved when I was one to Atlanta, so I grew up in Atlanta. Oh, well, New York's, New York's an interesting place. You know, I grew yeah. up in New Jersey. You know, number, number one export is people. Right. So we're all out here now in California. Like, we all dumped out into California. But no, um, honestly, like, you know, I, 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 being from the East Coast, I always looked west kind of to this, this vision, this vibe. Um, as early as those two fifteen days, like that was that was in my that was in my I had to get out west, right? Um, what's that story like for you? Like, how did you get? How did you end up in San Francisco? Um, and why did you decide? I mean, we talked about what you were, how you were growing weed, but like, what really drove your desire to like dabble in at such an early time when it was a little dangerous, right? Like, why? Yeah, yeah it's totally actually a good story too. <laughs> So that's like two years before I moved to SF. It was like 90. I moved here in 96. Uh, and so growing up in Atlanta, the Olympics were in Atlanta in 96. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with that. I want to get out of here. Yeah. And uh, I was grew up as a skateboarder. Like, that was my passion as a kid. And so California, and especially, especially San Francisco, was like the skateboard mecca back in the 90s. So I was like, all right, I'm going to San Francisco. And I was working at this big skate camp in Pennsylvania called Woodward. And met a bunch of pro skaters and just, you know, friends in the industry all around the the country and the world. And uh, so, yeah, I wound up just dropped. I was going to go to UGA, University of Georgia, and be a freshman. And this is all like 96 before cell phones and everything. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck that. I'm dropping out of school and I'm going to California to skate. And uh, so that's what I did. Like, I called my cousin and she was going to UGA. I was like, can you go and manually withdraw me from all my classes? And so she did that for me, and then because uh, you couldn't do it online, and uh, so yeah, I dropped out of school and moved to California when I was eighteen, and uh, never went back. Well, that's yeah. that's a that's a that's a very like liberating story if I've ever heard one. Just like yeah. to quit school, tune in, turn you know, turn on, tune in, and drop out, right? And just get, yeah. start growing some weed. And it was uh, it was pretty rough too. I mean, like I come from a pretty like lower middle class family, so I mean, I was on my own. Uh, so like being homeless in San Francisco for like a few months and then like couch surfing and meeting people to like kind of establish yourself was very interesting times. I did not know that you were homeless in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty interesting. I mean, nowadays with the way things are going in the city, it's just things are getting expensive, but I can only imagine, you know, it's always been an expensive place to live. And I'm sure that it was part of the challenge that drove you to be homeless at some point. I was just an 18-year-old kid. I mean, I didn't have a bank account, a credit card. Yeah. Like, I just came out here with a driver's license. Yeah, and, and, some, and uh, some passion. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, where, where do you see Talking Trees going in the next couple of years? Where, where do you want to position the company? How are you positioning the company for the next couple of years? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We just do what we do. Yeah. <laughs> we just try to grow good cannabis and create, like, new strains and breedings, like something that's more of a passion of trying to like create with like new and unique varieties right that not everybody else is putting out to the market like right. um so you know just trying to focus on growing super quality organic cannabis and uh just keep that whole 
some things never get old, like a t-shirt and a hoodie. Yeah. And, and we just make good t-shirts and hoodies, basically. We, we never asked this of our, of our other guests, but I'll, I'll, I'll ask Craig. Um, Craig, what are you smoking on right now, dude? Like, what's your thing? What are you smoking these days? What are you uh, really, what are you gravitating to in terms of flavor profile, terpenes? Like, what do you, what do you like? Yeah. I always like variety. Because if I start hitting something too long, I get, uh-huh. like, well, tolerance to, to tolerant, it. And yeah. it just doesn't hit the same. But Skittles Terps are my favorite, like okay. anything Skittles overall. Um, I like the lemon. I like the fruity stuff still. Uh-huh. Um, but I just like variety. I just yeah. like tasting variety. I'm Tasty still a variety. joint smoker. Okay. Still okay. not much of a dabber. Okay. I took my first bong hit today in like probably years. And that was actually good. How'd was you good. hold up? That's good. He's, he's holding up pretty good. It's good. Blast, it's, not, yeah. it's not quite as uh, strong as the dabs. No, totally, totally. So. Um, last question. And we'll let you get out of here because it's it's well past four twenty at this point. We should all be smoking with a joint in our hands. Sure. Um, you know, last question. As we move into the future, future state cannabis, uh, post twenty twenty three. Let's think. The big shakeout is happening right now. Uh, what's your vision for success for your brands? I'm talking talking trees and Space Gem. You have any other brands right now that you guys are, are nurturing? Yeah, Loud Trees is like our indoor flower indoor brand. Lodge, yeah. Okay, so those three brands. What, where's the vision? Where are you taking these products? Are you going to other states? Are you afraid of going to other states? Is that something you're even you're even thinking about? Like, talk to me about this. Uh, I mean, we've toyed with the idea of other states, and it's like a conversation we're having. <clears throat> but I mean, we're in California. It's the fourth largest economy in the world, yeah. right? Yeah, right, right? I mean, there's a lot of fucked up shit here, but. Uh, doesn't seem to make sense to me to go in these license agreements and all this stuff and all these complications of other states yeah. until we like are really own California. We're in every store. Yeah. We're just like, this is our spot. Um, so we've no looked at other home. states, but we're just not, Yeah, that's not our ambition right now. It's just kind of like keep us our under our control because if you go to other states, you're licensing it and putting other people in control of your brands. And so we're just all about like, just keeping it real as long as we can. And uh, I think we can do that in California for quite at least longer before we can hopefully go into other states on our own out of California, right. like every other fucking business in the world can. <laughs> yeah. A very realistic vision, too, for what you guys are doing yeah. here. So I appreciate that. But um, we're all about putting out like new products. You know, Space Gem's going to come up with a great new product here this year. Oh, I, uh, please do share. Loud some. Trees is coming out. With an- can you share a little bit about the Space Gem's product? Like, let us know. Uh, I'll just say it's sugar-free. Sugar-free, friends. <laughs> for all the diabetics That's the only out thing there. I can say. Okay, for all the diabetics out there. That's a but real... it's still sweet and It's tastes a good. real market. It's a real market. Yeah. So support your local, uh, your local friends who don't eat sugar. So that's a really good idea. Um, thank you so much, Craig. I want to yeah, see you guys succeed. I want to see you guys thrive. Um, I've always loved your brands. I've always loved you guys. You guys are thank a good you. crew. Um, thank you for being part of the community and the family and thank you for being so real. I really appreciated having you on. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you. And thanks. Thank you to talking trees. And again, if you liked what you listened to now, like subscribe, be sure to check us out on the high on tour podcast with Victor Pino and April and April black every week. We'll be talking to somebody new. There might be new content that week. There might not be, but keep an eye out. Keep an eye out because we're always doing new and fun stuff. 
Thank you so much to all of our guests today. Thank you so much to the San Francisco Buyers Club. Everybody on the team here was been, has been incredibly great. We've had a great day with everybody on, the, on our Legacy Growers Day, Legacy Farmers Day. And uh, let's get it. Everybody, have a great weekend. Thank you.